0: Hello and welcome to Season 3 of the CGF podcast from the Consumer Goods Forum, a CEO-led organization that drives collaboration among its membership base of leading consumer goods brands and retailers from around the world to have a positive impact. In this podcast series, we take a deep dive behind our work here at the CGF and share our thoughts on how our members are taking action to address some of the biggest global challenges facing our world today. My name is Madeline Vander Hayden, and I'll be your host for our first episode of 2021. And may I wish all of our listeners a very happy and healthy new year. Today, our guest is none other than the CGF's managing director, Wei Chan Chang, who joined the podcast when he first joined the CGF. And today we'll be catching up on his past eight months as managing director and his thoughts for the future. Let's dive in. Hi, Wei Chan. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. And I hope that you are all well and safe. And uh, thank you for uh, listening to our podcast.
0: Well, Wei Chen, welcome back to the podcast. The last time we had you on as a guest um, was back in June 2020, when you first joined the CGF as Managing Director. So what can you tell us about your first uh, almost eight months um, as Managing Director of the CGF?
1: Thank you for the question, Madeline. Well, it's actually been a very exciting time. So obviously by definition, one day goes one day per day in terms of speed, but it f- it's felt like a very, very fast uh, time that I've spent here, very, very short time in fact. It doesn't feel like seven months, it only feels like a few months because it's just been so exciting and there's been so many things to do. Um, so I, you know, some of the highlights for me, I would say uh, would be, uh, It's great to actually meet so many members and and the CEOs of those members, obviously by Zoom and other forms of electronic exchange. But it's been great to meet everybody. And in fact, many people rather. Uh, And it's good to connect with them, understand their issues, understand how we might be helping them and understand their ambitions. So that's been a fantastic piece. Um, I must confess that I have been very, very much energized by the CEO's commitment. To affect change for the greater good when you talk to them when you listen to their passion when you know that they really want to push this agenda forward it's actually a fantastic thing and uh, i get very inspired by it so that was a uh, i guess a highlight for um the first six months as well and and i guess another part uh, which i've been particularly happy about is just being able to push coalitions forward as you know the cgf one of our ambitions is to ensure that these coalitions uh, create impact. And I think we're very, very close to creating some significant impact with these coalitions. And it's been very uh, nice uh, experience to be able to join in, get your hands dirty, pull up your sleeves, roll up your sleeves rather, and actually try to affect change. So that's been a good piece. And then maybe ending on a slightly more personal note, uh, as you know, I came from Hong Kong, um, stroke China before. And it's been great to be able to live a little bit in Europe and uh, particularly in Paris and in France. So that's been a a wonderful experience as well. So it's all in all a very exciting six or seven months and uh, hopefully more to come.
0: Well, Wei-Chan, just on that last note, I think I speak for everyone uh, in the Paris office when I say it's just been a pleasure getting to know you um, when we're in the office together. And hopefully with the current COVID situation here in France, we will be able to uh, reconnect soon in person. But in the meantime, I'd like to talk about the new coalitions of action from the CGF, which were introduced in 2020. And so the coalitions are designed to drive accelerated progress on industry goals around issues like plastic waste, health and wellness, and supply chain efficiency and sustainability. So our coalitions made a great amount of progress last year. What are some key highlights?
1: Yeah, certainly Madeline. Well, um, as you know we have eight coalitions and it's it's, it's it's a bit unfair to pick out some rather than others it's just like saying you have a favorite child versus another favorite child and obviously in this particular case if we use that analogy you could say that I have eight children or we have eight children and it's very difficult to pick one over the other so uh, with, with that kind of difficulty in mind I would just like to maybe highlight a few things um, number one Uh, GFSI global food safety initiative has been around for 20 years now and obviously um, this year is about the race to the top but I think uh, we've reached the 20-year milestone and obviously that is a important milestone so it's good that uh, we've been able to endure this period but we recognize that it's important to reinvent ourselves which is why we're going through the race to the top so I think the 20-year celebration is good and we're 20 years old and I think that's a a fantastic achievement so I, I would be I would mention that as one thing. Uh, another piece would be the launch of a coalition. So we launched the Forest Positive Coalition at New York Climate Week this year, uh, last year rather in 2020, and that, that was a uh, uh, long in the long in the process uh, um, long in the process uh, project, and we finally launched it. And as you know, it's about trying to uh, move certain commodity supply chains. To ensure that there's much much less deforestation so uh, it's been a pleasure to be able to do that um, on a more uh, underground impact point of view i think uh, plastic waste should also maybe um, be another highlight for the year in a sense that um, as you know one of the uh, aspects of what we plan to do is to change the way that plastic is designed so we have this thing called the global sorry the golden design rules for plastic packaging and we're very very close to Um, getting certain members of the coalition to sign up for this particular uh, action. And hopefully once they begin to implement it, you'll be able to see a lot more um, plastic waste uh, improvement. So that's uh, a particular area that I believe should be highlighted. And then uh, maybe on the social front, we could uh, talk about the Human Rights Coalition. We managed to launch that now in December um, on Human Rights Day, in fact, so it's a serendipitous day to launch it and it's really about collective action speaking up and taking action against forced labour and I think if we manage to achieve some of our objectives there I hope that we can actually impact that particular topic uh, for the greater good. So those are some of the highlights I would say and as I said we've got eight children And it's unfair to pick on four, but I've picked on those four. And and those have been particularly uh, bright moments. There have been bright moments in the others as well, but this is just uh, a few to highlight.
0: Thanks, Wei chan I think you're definitely right when you say we've got eight children, but we can't capture all of the great work that they made in this one podcast. Otherwise, we'd be talking for hours. So for those of you listening today, please feel free to head to the consumergoodsforum.com, our website, to learn more about our different initiatives and the great work that they did in 2020. So now let's put some of the work of the coalitions into context. We are now less than 10 years away from 2030, the target date for meeting the UN Sustainable Development Goals, and so the clock is ticking. And after a challenging year, what are your reflections on the industry's relationship with sustainability?
1: Yeah, thank you for that question, Madeline. I actually, um, you know, I guess one would be, one reflection would be it's fantastic to be, Inspired by the CEO's passion uh, for for the sustainability topic and the whole Sustainable Development Goals, um, as you speak to them, you realize that um, they're doing this because it's it's just it's just the right thing to be doing. And all CEOs view this at least all the CEOs I've interacted with view this as being absolutely critical. And sometimes it's driven by consumers, sometimes it's driven by governments, sometimes it's civil society, sometimes shareholders, uh, but often just because they believe it's also the right thing to be doing. So um, I I think that's one reflection that uh, the the passion and drive provided by CEOs is actually quite inspiring. And I guess another reflection is investors are now beginning to view this as an important aspect of how they invest. And we've seen that there's the emergence of the B Corp. But also, you know, not to single out anybody, but there are many investors and BlackRock has been quite public about this this in the past, whereby they actually uh, make investments now based on this people's sustainability record. So therefore, it's become a, uh, a lot more um, an important aspect of uh, shareholder activism, I, I suppose one could say. Um, and, and so net net, I think it's been a it's been a good thing. Um, and. I believe that uh, there's still a lot to do, and I think many CEOs now view this as being critical and have started to uh, push the ball forward, and uh, I welcome the opportunity to work with them to hopefully accelerate the speed at which we do things.
0: So speaking of one of these sustainable development goals, sustainable development goal number 12, which is focused on sustainable consumption and production. 2021 will also see the United Nations host its first-ever Food Systems Summit. And as a leader in driving positive industry change around food waste, food security, and nutrition, not only are you a champion of the Champion 12.3 network, but you're also a food systems champion for this upcoming summit. Why does the consumer goods industry need to focus on food systems, and why is action from our industry so critically important?
1: Thank you for the question, Madeline. I am involved personally and the CGF is involved in the UN Food Systems Summit um, in, in many different aspects. So I've, we're involved in some of the action tracks at the moment. And uh, if anybody from our membership wants to find out a little bit more and also wants to get involved, please feel free to be in touch, because I think it's a unique opportunity to shape what's happening. Um, so so why, why, why is food systems uh, transformation so important? Well, it's it's so important, especially for us, is because if you think about the consumer sector, which is essentially the area in which we operate, um, f- food is uh, one of the largest uh, segments. Um, and it's probably, the by definition, the most needy segment in the sense that we all need food. Um, a car, people can do without. Uh, sometimes a luxury handbag people can do without but you can't do without food so therefore um, given we operate in the consumer sector it's the most needed product so therefore having a way to have uh, the whole system of production of food to be sustainable uh, for everybody is very very critical Um, and uh, some people in the world like in china say that stable wi-fi is more important than food but you know we all know that's probably more of a joke and that food is the most critical thing um, but the way that our food system is currently running uh, can lead to uh, problems and it can lead to the need to change things. Uh, and firstly, if you think about it, we need to have everybody, and I mean absolutely everybody, needs to have safe and nutritious food. Um, as, you, as we all know, some countries are malnourished, where there's lots of malnourishment rather, and some countries are on the opposite end of the spectrum where uh, they are... Uh, Obese, so therefore, um, you know, you could say that the nutrition may not be balanced for everybody, and therefore, having access to safe and nutritious food may not be balanced for everybody. Uh, so, so that's important. You need to have safe and nutritious food for everybody. Secondly, I guess you also need to consume food in a sustainable way. And and what does sustainable mean? In this case, I guess it means it's got to be healthy because, by definition, you've got to try and eat food that's healthier so that you. Uh, live longer and live, live better quality lives, but also it's got to be consumed in a way that's good for the planet. So therefore it's important to design a food system in which uh, the food is healthy, but also the food is good for the planet. And then I guess another aspect would be whether the production is sustainable. You've got to be able to produce food in a sustainable way without uh, depleting the ozone le- uh, uh, levels in the, in the atmosphere uh without without throwing too much carbon into the atmosphere as well so that that's an important aspect and then the supply chain that produces all this food has to be equitable for everybody people can't be exploited along the way and also i guess given what we've learned recently uh, and and the way that covid has shaken up the whole supply chain we're going to make sure that any food system that we have is is resilient and robust and so those are the uh, those are the kind of big issues, the big topics that are coming out of the whole uh, need to transform the food system. And as it so happens, those are the five action tracks of the UN Food System Summit, at least at the moment, they may um, evolve over time, but those are the five action tracks. So firstly, making sure that we have safe and nutritious food. Secondly, making sure that we consume in a sustainable way, making sure that thirdly, that is produced in a sustainable way. Um, Making sure that the supply chain is equitable and making sure that it's resilient. So, these are all massive issues, um, very critical to us. What the Food system Summit is orchestrating us to be able to tackle, and we hopefully, we can engage in a debate, uh, throw up some ideas. Uh, those ideas hopefully are adopted, and therefore, um, we, we implement those ideas for the greater good. So, uh, I don't know if I've answered your question, but I think. Hopefully, it shows why food system transformation is so important because of those five particular issues.
0: Weitan, thank you so much for that great explanation of why industry action on this issue is so important and just what exactly needs to happen in order to encourage and facilitate these wider system changes that need to happen on a global scale to be able to build sustainable food systems um, and just... role of leadership in making that happen and the cgf is in such a powerful position to be able to lead that work because as a ceo-led organization the cgf is driving powerful change at the highest level within consumer goods companies and the actions that our members take carry a lot of weight and this year you worked with our members or i'm sorry in 2020 you worked with our members to leverage their collective power as leaders of global brands on several key issues like the rights and well-being of seafarers impacted by COVID-19 regulations and the need to support vulnerable populations who have been hardest by the pandemic. So in your experience, what has good leadership looked like during this crisis and what advice or thoughts would you share about leadership as we move forward in this new year and hopefully out of the pandemic?
1: Thank you again for that question. Uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult question because leadership is obviously a, a, quite a difficult topic, which is why there aren't, not everyone's a leader. But if I reflect on, on what's happened in the last year and, and, and looked at what CEOs have done, I think it's important to just, just do what is right. Uh, and I know it sounds obvious, but sometimes people get diverted away from doing what is right for many different stakeholders and, and, and other reasons. But to me, just do what is right, just do it. It's and, and I think it's important to to have that mindset. And then I guess it's also important to be decisive in what you do. The worst kind of outcomes would be you keep on changing your mind about this, that and the other. However, that's not to say that you shouldn't be agile and therefore um, pivot when needed, right? But, but you can't continue to Um, change your mind about things you've got to be very very decisive I think that's um, an important aspect of leadership and I guess particularly in the current uh, uh, climate I've also uh, noted that um, you one should as as a leader recognize that uh, you don't have to just do it all by yourself you need to work with like-minded people you need to you need to work with like-minded companies and and by doing so in a collaborative way I guess that's one of the uh, particular uh, unique dna aspects of the cgf uh, it, it enables you just to do more the collective action is just so much more important and more 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 impactful than doing things by yourself so i think that that's another component of leadership whereby you just pull in the right actors uh, collaborators etc to help you achieve the objectives the the other thing i've, I've noticed uh, in terms of leadership is um, and this is—I never know who actually said this comment, but I do very much believe in this comment. Don't let perfection be the enemy of progress. Rather than having a fully baked answer, fully baked cake, fully baked everything um, before you actually do something, you know, trial, learn, and 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 pivot and, and adjust. And I think that's that's an important thing. You know, get an eighty percent answer, hundred percent implemented, which is better than uh, than. Uh, having a 100% answer that's 20% implemented. So I think that's um, a very important piece. And I guess another important piece I've noticed around uh, listening and observing the CEOs that are part of our membership is inspiration. They're all very inspiring um, in terms of their vision, in terms of the way they treat people, in terms of the way that they always just do what is right uh, in, in spite, in, in, including um, their, their, their intellectual abilities as well. They're all, they're all incredibly smart people who are great communicators. And by doing all those things, they inspire those around them and actually make fantastic progress. So those are some of the things that I've learned. And uh, I look forward to hopefully uh, being able to observe some of that in 2021 and ho- also putting my own uh, imprint on, on what the CGF should be doing.
0: Well, on that topic of leadership, let's wrap up our conversation today by coming back to you and your role as Managing Director at the CGF. What are your ambitions for the CGF for 2021?
1: Thank you, Madeleine, for the question. I think it's important to um, think about our members. We have to continue to remain relevant to members. So we're finding different ways of engaging our members and, and being relevant and adding value to our members. So that's one aspect. So membership is, uh, members are very important. We also have to make progress on the coalitions. And to me, that's a critical component of what we do. And so therefore, um, putting a lot of my effort in making sure that we deliver the action plans of each of the coalitions is gonna be uh, important. Uh, We need to up our stakeholder engagement. We need to uh, reach out to more stakeholders around the world. Uh, let them know what we're doing and get them on our side to help us do what we're doing. So that's another important aspect that I think is is something I try to do more of this year. Um, so to some of the external aspects, the internal aspects we need to, you know, just for, for an internal aspect, which is we need to inspire our own people within CGF. So you know, people such as yourself who, who work with us and, and all of our other employees and colleagues within CGF, we need to find a way to, Uh, make CGF a great place to work for these people in terms of offering challenging work, rewarding work, uh, and also inspiring work and working well with your colleagues. I think making CGF a great place to work is something that uh, I aspire to improve uh, over the course of the uh, 2021. And um, I think actually spending more time in Paris is one of my personal ambitions this year. Uh, hopefully we should be able to do that and, and finally one of the aspirations i have this year is actually to go and meet people physically and i know it's going to be very difficult we had a, a ceo session at the end of last year and the majority said the first half of the year would be quite difficult to go and meet people but maybe in the second half of the year things might begin to open up a little bit so hopefully i get to be able to meet some people real really physically uh, sometime this year as well
0: thanks sweet Chan, for that i think those are Great ambitions, really important for the CGF this year. And I know I personally am 100% in agreement that I really hope we'll be able to meet people in person this year as well, Um, safety and health uh, guidelines permitting, of course. And so let's just wrap things up today. by Let me ask you one final question, which is how do you stay um, inspired and motivated in your work?
1: Thank you for that final question, Madeline. Uh, to me, it's just a few things. I think I, I, I like to believe that I like to do the right thing, always do the right thing. And that keeps me motivated and inspired just to do the right thing. Um, and in this case, we all have recognized that we have a burning, burning platform around us and we need to fix that burning platform. And hopefully some of the coalition work that we're doing uh, helps fix that burning platform. And so therefore, uh, doing the right thing is something that keeps me motivated. I also get energized and inspired by collaboration. Because um, I think, as I mentioned earlier on, it's it's not about going fast, but it's about going far. And in order to go far, you need to uh, work together. You know, there's a, there's a phrase that I've heard, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so collaboration, uh, and the thought of being able to put all those people and companies together to make great impact is something that inspires me. The CEOs and the members also inspire, inspire me in the sense that um, it's great to understand their visions, their motivations and, and the actions that they're putting in place to uh, make the world a better place. So I think that inspires me. I think ultimately, uh, you know, one of the motivating factors for me is being able to make an impact. And um, that motivates me a lot because I, you know, I like to think of myself as someone who gets things done and so therefore, uh, mobilizing the collectiveness of the CGF to make an impact is absolutely critical and absolutely something that is my North Star and helps me uh, get up early in the morning and, and just push ahead and uh, try to make a difference. So thank you, uh, Madeleine, and thank you very much for listening to the podcast.
0: If you would like to find out more about our work at the Consumer Goods Forum, you can visit our website at www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the podcast for more episodes coming very soon. Thank you for listening and bye for now.